Okay, good morning everyone. Um, yeah, my name's Dave, if you don't know me, and I live here. <laughs> um, part of the team here. It's, it's just great as we, we come back together after the summer, just to be together as a church family, church community, welcoming visitors as we do every Sunday. But it's just great to be together as a church family. And I really want to speak this morning and just talk more to the church family to, uh, and visitors are welcome to listen in and understand perhaps a bit more about us as a church family. But it is just nice uh, to be together again as people come back from holiday, come back Good to see the student team uh, uh, just meeting back together again and just all this time coming back off holiday. Um, Trust everyone had a great holiday, managed to get some rest and relaxation somewhere along the line and uh, just enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, whether you've come back from South America like Ellie, who's come back from Ecuador uh, or, or, you know, from wherever you've come from, if you come down the road from Huddersfield or wherever, just glad to see you back again. Um, Trust we all enjoyed the Olympic Games. It was good to see Team GB doing so well, wasn't it? Um, I I, I went to Rio myself and saw a man carrying a fiberglass pole on the streets of Rio. And I said to him, are you a pole vaulter? And he replied to me, nein, I'm German, but I'm very impressed you know my name is Volta. Um, I, I need to explain. I didn't actually. I didn't actually go to. I didn't actually go to Rio. I said, told that. I said that to the evening site last week, and someone said, "Oh, I didn't know you'd been to Rio, Dave." It was a joke, joke. <laughs> but it's not a joke. It's not a joke that the uh, the Olympic pole vault record was broken at the Olympics, and the world record. I, I, I'll never get over that. Um, anyway, when those of you that are switched on stop groaning. Um, team, team GB did really well, didn't they? Second in the table. Um, you can't actually prove this, but I think there was something that happened. Once they started winning medals, there was a, a momentum that got going, and the team spirit, you could see it rising, rising, rising all the time, and that's why they did so well. Only the USA beat us. I don't know, we've got American visitors this morning, but, 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 but only the Americans beat us, and we beat everybody else. What a wonderful team Team GB were. Um, you know, it, we won't talk about the Euros, because I'm English. And, and Rian's not here, so we could and we could get heckled by the Welsh. But, but they did well. Team, the Welsh team actually did well, because the players aren't that good, let's face it. But they played, they played as a team. Team, it works well. Things go better when you play as a team. I don't know how many of you watched the match or heard about the big... There was a football match yesterday. Is anybody aware of that? There was a football match And that first half in particular, it was just interesting to see what happened when one team played like a team and the other team were all at sea. And then a few switches, which I'd actually suggested at half-time to my son Ben, needed to be made, and they were made, and then it was switch over and a different game in the second half. But, But what a difference it makes. You get some people together who play as a team and something begins to change. And the best, no matter how gifted, no matter how talented someone is, once they realize they're part of a team, the whole thing goes up quite a few notches. And whatever ability, whatever gifting you have, when you begin to use that within a team, you play better than you would ever play if you played on your own. Um, The point I'm making is unity Team play actually matters. And so I want to I challenge you. I want to ask you this morning, are you in a team? <laughs> are you in a team? 
What team are you in? Or are you living life on an island? John Donne said, no man is an island. No woman is an island. You cannot live on your own. God did not design you to live on your own. You are meant to live in a team. It matters for life. It matters for you that you are part of a team and that you have team spirit. You see, in church, uh, we have, across the churches, you know, we've emphasized so much in the preaching and teaching that's come. Go after your dream. What's God said to you? Pursue your dream. Go after it. And you're amazing. Live your life. Go pursue your career. Get on with life. Get Do well. And we've emphasized that so much uh, that private dreams have to many people become more important than community dreams. When that happens, something goes awry. Something goes very wrong once a private dream is more important than, uh, than, than a community dream. Any dream outside of the context of family is not in God's plan and purpose for your life. Every dream, every aspiration that you have is meant to be lived according to the word of God. If I read it rightly, the word of God says every dream, every aspiration is meant to be lived within the context of family. Loved lovers, loving others. If you're new amongst us today, that's our, our catchphrase, if you like. It's our motto, church motto. This is what we're about. We're lovers of God. Uh, uh, we're loved, first of all, by God. We're lovers of God. And we want to be those who love others. Uh, uh, and it's amazing. There is a dream worth pursuing. But you cannot pursue that as individuals. You have to be part of a team. Um, you know, it's wonderful, as Philippa said, uh, different churches, nine different churches, uh, a vision, a dream that God gave us to see a, a training base here for the churches of Greater Manchester, not just for King's Church. Wonderful to see church unity. Things are changing in the city of Manchester. Things are changing. Churches are thinking more about how we can work together than how we can pursue our own individual dreams. It's exciting to see what's happening. Exciting to see things happening. In this building, churches gathering together to pray from time to time and worship God together. Wonderful. But I want to talk today about our, uh, our sight, this morning sight, how we can be together and function together better as a team, as a family that God intends us to work with. But before we even look at that, I just want very briefly to look at this paradox that our personal, private unity with God himself uh, matters and makes us better players within the team. You see, every single one of us in this room is designed by God to live in a team. And a team that comprises of Father, Son, Holy Spirit and you. This is the amazing gospel. This is the wonderful good news. This is why Jesus died at the cross and shed his blood to make a way for you to have fellowship, for you to be part of a team that is Father, Son, Holy Spirit and you. That you become part. By the, his divine promises, 2 Peter 1 verse 4 says, his divine promises enable us, he's given us these special promises so that we can you and I, we can participate in the divine nature. 
that we can have fellowship with this wonderful team of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Colossians 2 verse 10 tells us that, that all the fullness of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Spirit, dwells in bodily form in Jesus, and we've been made complete in Him. You're on the team. You're in the team. You're part of the team because of what Jesus has done. The moment you confess Jesus as Lord and in your heart believe that God had raised him from the dead, you became part of a beautiful team. And something happens when you're part of that team. Paul writes in the first 14 verses of Romans 6, that when we're baptized in water, I'm looking at the water baptistry there, and if you've never been baptized in water, you can be today. But when you're baptized in water, Paul puts it like this, that as we go down into the waters of baptism, that we actually die with Christ. Don't, I can't explain it to you, but when Jesus died over 2,000 years ago, I died with him. Don't ask me what the thief looked like on you know, his left or on his right. I can't tell you. But the Bible tells me I died with him. And the good news is you don't remain dead. We, we actually lift you out the water, which is showing the resurrection life that happens to you when you come up out of the water. You old life has gone dead and buried. Nothing left of it. As you come up out of the water, there's new life for you. Life in Christ and the life you live. Paul puts it like this in Galatians 2.20. He says, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live, I live in the flesh. I live not in the flesh, but I live in Christ by the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He puts it in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. He says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. And so this morning, I want to say to you, you're either an old creation. We trust no one's here like this. If you are, you can change it today. You're either an old creation still full of sin, full of old sin, or you are a new creation full of new life. And when you're alive to Christ, you're in his team. And you're on the pitch. You're not on the substitutes bench. You're on the pitch playing. There are no, uh, and you'll carry on playing. That's his plan for you. There are no Mikatarins in the team. Bad performance, half time, off. No, it's not like that. He says you're on the team and you're in the team. That's a Manchester United player who played badly in the first half, in case you don't know what I'm talking about. But, but never mind. I want to say to you, you see, you're either a sinner out the team or a saint in God's team. Uh, and when you come onto the pitch, you don't carry on the old team shirt. You have a new team shirt. That old team, like chain mail, that weighed you down. It's no longer there. You have a new team shirt. You wear the righteous robes that Jesus Christ gives you as the starting point of this new life in Christ. So you're no longer a sinner. You're saints. You say, well, Dave, you don't know what I did this last week. You're not a sinner. That is not your identity. Your new identity in Christ is that you're saints. Your past experience does not dictate to you your identity. It's what God says. You agree with the team captain and you begin to flow in the team so much better when you begin to agree with him. I'm not a sinner. Don't listen to the lies you know, that come against you that say, I'm still a sinner. I'm still a sinner. No, you're not. You're a saint. But Dave, I sinned yesterday. The blood of Jesus continually cleanses us from all sin. Yeah. 
And the more you begin to realize who you are, the more you'll live according to who you are. There is no habit, there is no generational curse, there is nothing that has a hold over you. Because the Word of God tells me that that what actually happens in Galatians 5 verse 1 says, Christ has set us free to live a free life. So take your stand, never again let anyone put a harness or the old team shirt back on you. Uh, You're free. His blood was a transfer fee. It's far more expensive that we've not been redeemed with silver and gold, Peter writes, or, or 60 million pounds, as in case of Pogba, this transfer fee. We've not been redeemed with corruptible things like that, but with the precious blood of Christ. You are the most expensive player on the pitch. You are the most expensive player on the pitch. You're the one everyone's watching because you've been redeemed by the blood of Christ. The cost was enormous. And you're on the team. He doesn't put you when you've been bought with such a price. You're not out the team sitting on the substitute. What shall I do? Will I get to play my part? You play your part every day. You're in a team and you're wanting, he's wanting you to play every day. You're chosen by him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. You're in the team. You're playing. Realize it. Um, agree with him. You know, he's in you. He's part of you. You you don't need a telescope. You don't need a microscope. You don't need a a horoscope to understand who he is. He's living in you. He's part of you. And you're with him. You're in the team. You know, how about we start to believe that and and start to believe, you know, I'm not a part-time player in the Vauxhall Conference League. I'm a full-time player in the Premiership. I'm part of this team. I'll stop using football analogy because I can see I'm losing half of you here. Um, but, but, but I have the righteousness of Christ. I'm full-time in this team. There's nobody more full-time than me. That's what you can say. Um, agree with God about what he says. You see, when we look at God, and, and Rosie and the team did a fantastic job, as Sumbo said, fantastic job this morning. But when we're... In this team, and we look to him, we begin to understand something about him and who we are. And I want to say to you that God is team. God is family. God himself is a community of three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. From eternity past, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have been this fantastic, united, united team. They haven't worn red shirts, but they've been part. I said, I'd stop. Stop, Dave. Uh, they've been part. They've just been totally united and, and, and totally playing together as a team, not like the red-shirted ones yesterday in the first half. But, but they, 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 they've done that. Uh, and just honoring one another, speaking well of one another, giving glory to one another, giving praise to one another, angels surrounding them, giving praise and glory to a team that's been totally happy and united together. When I was at Sunday school, a young lad at Sunday school, um, I remember a Sunday school teacher one day telling the story of creation as they're hearing um, at, uh, downstairs now, the children's work, and the kids' workers do a great job. But they, they, they're here, you know, but I was taught about creation that one day God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit was, well, they didn't say that. They just said God was so lonely, he thought, I want some friends, I'm going to create humankind. But what a load of rubbish. I didn't think that back then. I thought that was the truth because I believed my Sunday school teacher. But... 
But, but back, you know, it wasn't like that. There was perfect fellowship, perfect glory, perfect happiness. God doesn't need us, but in his divine sovereignty, he's chosen us, created us so that we can join in because God is love and he's wanting others to join in. The happiness that he has. That's why we're on the team, bought with the precious blood of Christ. You see, if you think about it, what is the, the you know, he's such unity. C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Great Divorce. And in it, he writes about a fictional city, a made-up city, where people live and where there is hatred every day, where there's quarreling every day. Gossip, violence, negative attitudes, day after day after day. And what happens in this fictional city is people move further and further away from each other. They're a bit like the Labour Party. <laughs> they, they go and they form a faction and then that divides and that divides and that divides. Sorry, Gavin White. Um, <laughs> But they keep on dividing and dividing up. And in this fictional city that C.S. Lewis describes, he says it ends up there's no place for anyone to live because the streets have just become, nobody's living together with anybody else. They've just become completely divided and separated from one another. C.S. Lewis writes in his book, The Great Divorce, he says that's hell. <laughs> um, uh, uh, that's what he calls hell. I want to say to you, what's God like? It's the total opposite. But God himself is bringing people together. Come into intimacy with me. Come into closer fellowship with your brothers and sisters. Don't separate. Don't isolate yourselves. Come. Come and let's gather together that God is a gatherer of people. That, 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 that there's, there's, there's something about God that attracts those that know him that we gather together around his presence. Listen to these verses. Psalm 133, 1 to 3. How wonderful, how beautiful when brothers and sisters get along. It's like costly anointing oil rolling down the head and beard, flowing down Aaron's beard, flowing down the collar of his priestly robes. It's like the dew on Mount Hermon flowing down the slopes of Zion. Yes, that's where God commands blessing because that's what he loves to see. It's who he is. Unity, team, fellowship, family. And that's where God says blessing, blessing, blessing. Jesus' prayer he prayed this initially about his own disciples in John 17, 20 to 23. But he said, I'm not praying just for them, the disciples around him, but also for those who will believe. That's the believers who are here this morning. And he said this, because I'm praying that the goal is that all of them become one heart and mind. Just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, so that they might be one heart and mind with us then the world might believe that you in fact sent me. The same glory you gave me, I gave them. So they'll be as unified and together as we are. Do you understand you're not meant to live alone? Do you understand you're meant to be part of a team? What team are you in? What team are you in? Who's your team? Who's your family? More than Father, Son and Holy Spirit, Jesus is praying that you'll be united with him and with others in fellowship with him. Um, you see, to be born from above, as the Bible describes it, or born again, as it's sometimes translated, to, to be, have that second birth, that spiritual birth, and to enter the kingdom of God is not an individualist charter. It's entry into a community that's meant to function as the best team on the planet. 
That's God's plan and purpose for his church. That's Jesus' prayer as his church. That When the world wants to understand what should team look like, they look at the church. It's, you know, Romans 12 verse 5, Paul writes, So we who are many, think of this morning site, think of King's Church across the four sites. Uh, uh, we are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. It's, that's God's plan. It, it's wonderful when you travel, or even being here in this building and you start to meet people, you know, Ecuador, USA, wherever, Malaysia, Singapore, where, wherever people come from, Nigeria, whatever, and, and you start to meet people from different parts of the world, you start talking to them, and you begin to realize, hey, you're from Johannesburg, I've never met you before, I begin to talk to you, and straight away there's that family connection. It's only in the church of Jesus Christ you get that. That we have common roots, we have a common heritage, you're my brother, you're my sister, you know, travel to Congo, poorest nation on earth, bump into people who I've never met before, it's as though I've known them. Within five minutes, as though I've known them all my life. Because there's brothers and sisters, I mean, that's a wonderful feeling. And, and wherever you come from, today I want to say to you, we're on the same team if you love Jesus. We're not on different teams, we're on the same team. Um, while there's a worldwide family of God, and it's wonderful to say, I've got brothers and sisters in China who I've never met, you know what, and I get on so well with them. <laughs> they never cause me any, any angst or, or stress or anything. They're just wonderful in China. I've never met them. <laughs> um, while it's wonderful to be in this worldwide family, it's within the local church family that this unity, that team is really worked out. And that's where the stress can come, that's where the strain can come, but that's where the joy and victory and blessing and your gifting begins to work itself out within a local context where you're working with others. Um, you know, it's a privilege for me to say that, 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 you know, I've been part of this church community, King's Church, for nearly 30 years. And I want to say to you, I am what I am by the grace of God. But that grace has been worked out through the stresses and strains and disappointments and frustrations and joys and victories and complexities and challenges and wonderful times of fellowship of being in a church community, a church family. It is so, 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 I just want to say to you, it's so worth it sticking with a church family. And being part of a church family. There will be times, any church family, anywhere in the world you go to, there will be times when you feel like, I can't keep up with this. There will be times when you feel like giving up. But stick with it, because that's what God intends you to do. And the bonds of fellowship grow and grow and grow as you remain deeply rooted into church community. You see, I, I want to say to you, we, we, we want to be a... A, a, a team that works together. What do teams do? They work together. They play together. Uh, we want to work together. Loved lovers, united in loving others. There's a vision. There's something that we're trying to do as a church community. Uh, and that is to see ourselves not as 2,000 meeting in one room. We took a decision several years ago that we wanted to be those that were planting communities across Greater Manchester. 
and we have currently four sites here in the morning, here in the evening, long site in the afternoon, Salford in the afternoon, and we're looking to plant two more sites in the next six months or so, one in South Manchester, which James and Rian are going to read, lead, one in North Manchester, which Lacundo and Dami are going to lead, and we're looking to plant more sites. Let me say now, being in any site of King's Church will be hard work. It will be hard work. Teams work together. Teams work. Um, you see, Nehemiah, 2,500 years ago, Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king, of, uh, and he was in exile with others, and he had a burden to go and visit Jerusalem, see what had happened. He went, he saw the walls were down, he had a burden to rebuild the walls. He got a fantastic team of Jews together who were going to rebuild the walls, and they started to work. And Nehemiah set his team out, he gave them very clear instructions. You build this part of the wall, you there, you build that part of the wall, you do this. And before long, they were all working hard. Uh, and, and what Nehemiah, you know, he had this happening and there was opposition, there was multitasking, and, and the, but there was hard work. I want to say, hard work is not law. Hard work is not legalism. Hard work is grace in action. Say amen, someone. Amen. Uh, say I love hard work. Uncross your fingers, some of you. Yeah. Um, Henry Ford started the Ford Motor Company way back. He said this, coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is progress. Working together is success. Working together is success. There's, there's something happening across a, a, a section of, especially Western churches, Western Christians, where we where we can risk emphasizing grace so much that no one believes we work anymore. And team players just sit like mushrooms, believing we'll just spontaneously multiply if we just sit here long enough. Uh, and, you know, equally bad is when you start to think, well, we pay, we give our tithes and offerings, and so therefore we have employ people to do the work for us. No! There's no one more full-time than anybody else in this room. Everyone is called to work. When you're on a team uh, and you're not doing anything to contribute to that team, do you know what? You become a drain to the team. And we've all been there. I remember when Philippa, you know, quite some time ago was diagnosed with cancer, we were numb. We were, we were useless to the team and the team came and stood around us and helped us and encouraged us and supported us. Uh, and there are moments when you might be a complete drain on the team, but stick with the team because the team will help you. But that is not the long-term plan. That's not the aim in life that you become supported by a team. The aim in life is that you become a supporter of others. That you become someone who loves others. Uh, uh, you know, you see, there are, there's work for every one of us to do. And if you're part of this morning site community, there's work for you to do. Ephesians 2 verse 10 puts it like this. Paul says, there are good works that he, God, has prepared in advance for us to do. Um, when you're working hard and everybody's involved in their part of the work, I, I, I'm... 
I'm doing kids work. I'm doing worship. I've got my connect group. I, 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 I'm part of a connect group. I'm part of, uh, you know, the organizing something on a, in, in a participate activity. There's a, there's a danger that we can be just like Nehemiah's people, all working on our section of the wall that we forget about what everybody else in the team is doing. That's not good. And going back two and a half thousand years, Nehemiah saw that it wasn't good. And, and he actually said, um, he said to the people around him in, in Nehemiah 4 verse 19, he said, I said to the nobles, the rulers and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive. He said, fantastic, everybody's working hard. And we are separated from one another on the wall. Nehemiah saw something as a leader in the team. We're getting separated here. We're, we're, we're so concentrating on our part of the wall that we're separated from one another. And that's the danger when everybody's working hard, when everybody's doing something. You forget how to interact with authority. You forget, you see yourself as one of many individuals carrying on equal, equal responsibility to the wall building. And, and I want to say to you, when your connect group, when your area of ministry, when your site even becomes more important to you than the rest of King's Church, the team suffers and we miss out on unity. In a, a Peanuts cartoon, uh, Lucy comes into the room and she demands that Linus change TV channels, threatening him with her fist if he didn't. Linus reacts and says to Lucy, he says, what makes you think you can walk right in here and take over? Lucy replies, these five fingers. Individually, they're nothing. But when I curl them together like this, into a single unit, they form a weapon that is a sight to behold. Linus says, which channel do you want? Linus then turns away and looks at his fingers and says, why can't you guys get organized like that? Uh, come on, why can't you guys get organized like that? Not everyone concentrating just on their part of the wall, but seeing themselves as working together in all that we do. One team. King's Church. Now, Nehemiah, two and a half thousand years ago, what did he say to the people? He said, we're separated from one another. What did he say as a solution? The very next verse, he said to them this. He said, in the place that you hear the sound of a trumpet, Dave Carr, where are you? In the place that you hear the sound of a trumpet, uh, what are you to do? Rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. We had a prophetic word actually this morning about God fighting for us, about God being on our side. That was the word of Nehemiah to people, but there was a condition for that word being fulfilled. Rally together. Our God will fight for us. I want to say to you, in all that you do in King's Church, as wonderful and as fantastic as you might be, working hard on your part of the wall, whatever you do, don't forget that there are times when you will hear a trumpet call that's saying, come together, everyone. Let's be together on this. That we're not just King's Church AM site, but we're King's Church AM site, PM site, long, long site, site. Why did we do that? Um, <laughs> long site site and Salford site. And come on, let's rally together. There's a trumpet call coming together. Philippa gave one this morning. What about a week on Friday? Friday the 23rd of September, was it? Just that worshipping together. Let's say, I'm coming because I want to be with people from the other sides. I'm not just a Sunday attendant. I'm not a drain on the team. I'm building and therefore I understand the need to come together. 
Um, it, you know, deeper prayer meetings, times of prayer. We, I'm exhorting us all. If you're not working within, the, within the, the, the walls, within the King's Church community, hey, first of all, let me say to you, find something to do. It's a bit of a, 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 a what am I preaching for if you're not working? I'm preaching to people who are working. That's the expectation that you're, you're not just coming here and occupying a seat, but you're actually part of the community and saying, I believe in team. I believe in being part of something. I believe it's God's will and purpose that I do more than just come on a Sunday. God's will for you is that you don't just come in and see what they are doing, but you say, this is my family and I'm active in this community. This is my family and I play my part. And I promise you, according to what I understand from the word of God, I promise you, I guarantee you, that when you begin to play your part, there will be more gifting released from you than you presently believe you have. That you will grow and grow and grow in giftings that might be lying latent in you at this moment. You say, but I don't know what to do. Just find something. As we're getting ready to plant out sites in South Manchester and North Manchester, we're going to see some committed, wonderful people go. And we're really glad about that. We love them. <laughs> we love them. But we're really glad because we want to see strong church communities. Because that's our vision is to see communities planted across the city. As that happens, so we need more people to step up. But we shouldn't even be saying that because as we're all involved, it should be seamless. That there's no shortage of stewards. George Dackey, is he here at the moment? George? George, just come out, George. Uh, and Ricardo and Shemaine, are they here? No, just come out, George. Ricardo and Shemaine have been heading up the student team. And not the student team, the stewards team. Uh, and I went up the mountain, big church weekend. I went up the mountain with George um, at the big church weekend. George has got a fantastic vision uh, for King's Church stewards, and he's taking over from Ricardo and Charmaine, and we'll honour them in due course in a proper way. But I just want to point out to you, George is taking over for the stewarding team and organising the teams of stewards. He has a wonderful vision, and I want to say, we, as, a, as a leadership team, uh, we, we're behind what his vision is. And that is to see King's Church stewards function in such a way that it's more than just greeting people and saying hello to them, but people begin to see it as a ministry as unto the Lord, and that it's their part of the wall, and that they're there, they function in it, and of course they turn up, they don't just not turn up when something's going on, they turn up, they're, they're, they're part of it, they're on time, they're there until the job's done, but they see themselves as ministering something of the gifting that's within them, that they have words of encouragement, that when visitors come in for the first time, it isn't that you have to come out here as Philippa did this morning, it's good she did it, but come on if you're discouraged, let's, we want to stand with you, but by the time you've come up the stairs, perhaps you've had three or four prophetic words, perhaps you've had you know, half a dozen people pray for you because they can see you're not looking and there's something of a ministry that happens. Now if you're not a steward and you're not doing anything, sign yourself up at the help desk at the end there and say, you know, George will have you, won't you George, on the team, on the team. Thanks George. Thanks. But it's seeing yourself as being part of a team. This is as unto the Lord. Kids workers, stand up Rian, um, stand up James. It's James and Rian. Yeah, yeah, but that, she wasn't there. James and Riam, head up the, the kids' work for the morning site. If you're not doing anything, maybe you could help with kids' work. There's a little frustration. You have to be um, CB, CRB checked and everything before you can function fully in it. But sign yourself up, get your name down there, and we'll contact you because we want people in the team that will help with crash 
and, and, and kids work. And, and this is part of being a family. This is part of being a team. Student team, just stand up again. No need to clap them again because we've, we've, we've over, overdid it. But, but fantastic. You know, if you're a student and you're new, just go along and meet them and say hi to them afterwards and say, you know, what are you doing? I want to be part of this. Sit down, thanks. Um, you know, whatever it is, prayer meeting. There's a Tuesday morning prayer meeting at 6.45 a.m. It's just great when we can gather together and pray together. Jesus said this. He said, I tell you, two of you on earth agree. You have to be with other people to agree with them. You agree together about whatever you, you, they may ask. It will come to pass and be done for them. I'm there Tuesday morning, 6.45 a.m. You want to agree with me about something, turn up. It's team. It's playing together. George, who's just up here again, what a team player he is. He's there on Friday at 8 p.m. If you want to go then and just agree together with others. It's part of being team. It's what God intends for us to do. Of course you can do it in your connect groups. Of course you can do it meeting with others individually. But there's something about it. A trumpet call that says, come on, let's rally together. And as we do across sight, so we will see that our God fights for us. Uh, it's just beautiful when we do these things, team praying, whatever it is. Um, you know, just singing together in worship. We've already talked about deeper. But A.W. Tozer once said this. He says, has it ever occurred to you that 100 pianos all tuned to the same tuning fork are automatically tuned to each other? They're of one accord by being tuned, not to each other, but to another standard, the tuning fork, to which each one must individually bow. So 100 worshippers meeting together, each one looking away to Christ, are in heart nearer to each other than they could possibly be when they're talking about unity. Do you understand? It isn't that we talk about unity and get half a dozen church leaders meeting together to have a coffee together and say, that's church unity. It isn't. It's when we're all worshipping together. Something happens. Uh, so I want to say to you, and especially in this new season that we're in, if you're coming along and you find next week, oh, I'm a bit busy or the weather's nice, I'm not going to actually say I'm prioritizing, turning up week after week after week because it matters for unity. It matters because I'm part of a team. I'm part of a people. I'm part of a family. I want to encourage you, be persistent attenders to Sunday morning site meetings. Where you say, I'm not skipping it. I'm not missing it. I'm part of this family and I'm committed to being there week after week. It's more than church attendance. It's about loving others, but it's about us being teamed together. And the way we're teamed together is when we actually fix our eyes, gaze on him in worship and a part of that. You know, uh, I want to say, you know, Dave Carr is, stand up, Dave. Dave Carr is heading up, just, just getting people together. If you play a musical instrument or you've got a good voice and you want to just experiment at what's it like when I'm singing, when I'm playing with others, you know, come along. Don't turn up on a Sunday morning and come on the platform, but, but, but go along on these next few weeks. Wednesday the 12th of October it's starting. Yeah, just exploring worship. See Dave afterwards if you want to be part of that. And you're a good musician, you're a good singer, or you're even a mediocre one, and you just want to go and, and join in. Dave will welcome you, won't you, Dave? Yeah, just go along to that. But, but, but just worshipping together is so important. I want to say, what else can we do as a team? Eating together. I just want to encourage us, you know, 
Acts 4, 32, the multitude uh, of those who believed were of one heart, one soul, neither did anything, anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common, and that followed after they were meeting in Acts 2 every day in one another's home. Um, just eating together. There's something happens when you eat together. If you haven't got a, you know, a, a place where you feel comfortable inviting people to jump, just meet and have a coffee and a muffin with them or something. Just Invite people. If you can, invite people into your homes. Let's be family. Let's invite one another into our homes. It doesn't have to be a five-star meal. As long as it's edible. <laughs> but, you know, it's meeting in one another's homes. Open up your home. It's how we develop team. Giving together. Fantastic. Just what we said last week, wasn't it? Just that, you know, just we are a generous people. We give generously. What happens when we get visitors come from, from Holland, was it, a few weeks ago? We, we just give them, give far more than their airfare for them because they just came praying, believing that God wanted to use them. What happens when we, we hear Ashish talking about, um, about the sewing school in India and he's come to visit us from India? Just impromptu, after we've given our 10% and beyond, we give over 2,000 pounds from this community here. We give over 2,000 pounds for sewing machines and stuff for them in India. What happened at Big Church Weekend? I think there were only 150 people in the meeting. And we hear our guest speakers talking about what they're doing in London and giving Christmas hampers to the poor and needy on the, on the streets of London. What do we do? We give 3,000 pounds. Now, this isn't, us, this isn't us boasting. It's just saying it's wonderful examples of church community, of family saying we are loved lovers united in loving others. Team GB did well. How much more with the anointing and enabling power of God the Holy Spirit can Team King's Church do? Uh, I want to say to every single one of us, no matter how anointed, how gifted we feel we are, I want to say to us that, that, that the anointing on any of us is not as powerful as the anointing on all of us. We are family. We are team. Let's start confessing it. Let's start believing it. Let's start acting like it. You know, team spirit. And the Holy Spirit is team spirit. Team spirit helps us overcome the insurmountable, reach the unachievable. Team spirit brings us to the power to make that brings us the power to make the impossible possible and to change dreams into reality. Are you in a team? The calling on every one of us, on every site within King's Church, is to be one that lives in harmony together with one heart and one soul, with a unified vision that causes us to be perfectly joined together, not allowing any unresolved offenses to come in between us because we're one in spirit and one in purpose. Can we just stand? And if you're new, this is your first Sunday with us, please be patient with us here, but we love to hold hands. <laughs> in fact, I think it's why some people come, but never mind. But, but no, scratch that, scratch that. It isn't at all. Just Let's just join hands across, across the aisles. Let's just all join hands together. I just want us, just as a response, we're not going to sing a song this morning. We're just going to confess something together. We're just going to confess something together. Uh, and, and just let's all link up together. And I'm going to say some statements here, which I just love it. 
If you feel you can join in and say this, and if you're a visitor from a different part of the world, e.g. the USA or whatever, just say it thinking of your own church community back home. But, but it's part, we're part of you anyway. But let's just say these confessions together. We suffer together. I thought I'd get the worst one over first. But it's true. That is so true. So true. We sing together. We are joined together. We worship together. We stand together. We flow together. We pray together. We agree together. We are planted together. We are workers together. We're framed together. We're quickened together. We're bound together. And we're bound to win. Amen. Amen. God bless you.